Welcome to the latest episode of the Tractor Girls Talk podcast. My name is Katie Sandals. I'm the women's football columnist for the East Anglian Daily Times and Ipswich Star. I'm joined as ever by snapper supremo Ross Halls. How are you doing, Ross? Very well. Uh, summer is finally gone, um, although it wasn't really much of a summer. Once again, I'm bringing about the weather. We always do this, but yeah, <laughs> no, we didn't have much sun, did we? But um, yep, all good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. It was summer in our hearts. It was winter pretty much outside already. So, um, yep, ready to get the uh, old jumpers out of the closet and uh, ready to wrap up warm with a a hot chocolate for the rest of the year, to be honest, Ross. Um, But we've got something that should warm up the hearts of any uh, Ipswich Town women's fan today uh, because we've got a big interview, Ross. Yes, the man, the gaffer, Joe Sheehan, is with us talking all things um, this season so far. Uh, many different things chatted. Um, and yeah, I really did enjoy the chat. It was really good. It's fantastic. He talked, you know, like uh, like you said, Ross, he, he reflects on the season so far, talks about, uh, he gives an update on Blue Wilson's injury, so um, uh, which was really good. And yeah, just talks about how those new signings have been, been fitting in and sort of looking forward uh, to Sunday's game uh, away at Chichester. Um, so let's cut now uh, to our chat with uh, Joe Sheehan. Uh, and now we're joined uh, by Tractor Girls Talk mega fan, uh, I think it's fair to say, and uh, Ipswich Town Women's Manager, Joe Sheehan. Thanks for joining us today, Joe. Good morning. How are you both? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, doing really well. Um, yeah, lots of games, um, really busy, but good busy. It's all good. We're in the thick of it now, so... Uh, yeah, no complaints. I was going to say, let's start then. How are you feeling after those first few games? New tier, you know, uh, new lots of things, really. Um, yeah, really pleased, actually. I think, you know, we only had a couple of pre-season games, um, which didn't really concern me too much because we'd, we'd, we'd had sort of six really good weeks of training. So we'd like to have played four. Um, we only played two, but... Yeah, we weren't we weren't concerned too much. We know it's a long slog. You know, you can play up to thirty games, even more. In fact, with, with cup competitions, so we always feel that maybe we, we don't have to peak game day one. Um, you know, I think others will look to. I think there are the clubs in the Super League that have played seven eight games. Um, but I think yeah, we we were we'd like to have played four. We only played two, but obviously it hasn't had too much of an effect because we, we started really well. So. Yeah, really pleased with the start. I think we've we've had sort of spells in games that we've been really pleased with, spells in games that we're a bit disappointed with. And and ultimately we, we want to try and have spells in games that we're really pleased with that aren't just spells in games, that they go out for the for the whole game and then two, three, four games in a row. So that that's kind of what, what we're striving for. And I think for that to probably take place, we probably need to be a bit better and a bit consistent during the week. We probably need to try and improve what we deliver as well. Um, we want to try and stimulate the players as much as we can for our training sessions and get the balance right with with how hard we push them. And hopefully, yeah, we can we can try and perform better consistently and, and keep winning games. I want to um, pretty bring up Trey and Joe. You know, you're now doing it four times a week, uh, which is fantastic for the players and I'm sure yourselves as coaches to have them at the training ground. How's that been for yourselves? And I'm sure it's been just brilliant through the summer, being able to, you know, get to know the players as well closely as well. 
Yeah, it's 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 more three, I would say. I mean, Monday's okay. a kind of a recovery day. Uh, players have the option to come in and, and do their recovery with us. Um, but most have got programs that they can do away from us and we keep up to date with their match day plus one kind of recovery scores and RPEs and stuff like that. So, yeah, we get three full sessions out in a week, um, which is, yeah, an improvement on last year. And also, we, as you know, we're doing it during the day, so it's, it's much more productive. We feel when players are able to get evenings back as well, as well as staff. It's a bit lighter, so... Yeah, I think um, I think it's just more of an enjoyable place to be. Obviously, we all enjoy what we do. We enjoy coaching them. Players enjoy playing, but you know, sometimes you're out at twenty past nine on a Friday or Thursday night, and it's you know cold and wet and damp, and no one's about. It, it can be a bit difficult at times. So, yeah, I think at the moment it, it's it's um, it's a lot more productive. And you don't need to worry about traffic sometimes or, you know, road closures and stuff. Sometimes that can come involved. And as you said, Baltic weather in December. I know it'll still be cold in December in the afternoon, but it's still not going to be as bad. I'm sure that's those nights you won't um, won't miss. No, that's it. And I think, you know, I think, I think we've got a few players that still get stuck on route and the ones that travel a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just really important that, you know, where possible, I think, you know, players and staff alike can have evenings back you know it's uh it's non-stop the job you know weekends sundays are given up you know three four evenings a week i think it's important that if you can give players an opportunity just to spend a bit of time away from you with family friends or whatever in the evenings as well yeah it makes for a happier camp i think I was going to say there, you're talking about the, the challenges. It's it's your first season as a third tier manager. Has that brought sort of changes that you've had to make for yourself? Is it brought changes to the way you, you sort of manage? How has that changed you? I think that we we knew pretty much every team we were playing against in tier four. I think the first year, to be honest, we knew we would we would outplay everybody. Um, and we would probably spring a surprise. We knew the quality we had and we knew that teams wouldn't know that we had that. In the second year, we obviously had footage on everybody. So we knew what sort of teams we would be up against and we know how we could kind of plan depending on who we were against. Um, so now it's, yeah, there's there's lots of thing, changes, I think. I think um, that we're still finding who who's capable of what. You know, we, we're sort of still going into games, not really knowing much about who we're playing against. We have limited access to footage. Um, but saying that, you know, Cardiff didn't play how we thought they would. So it's only so much, I guess, you can take away because you don't want to prepare too much for a team and, and they change and then players sort of scratching their head a little bit. So, yeah, we don't know too much about the teams we play against. And I think with that, what we were able to do, I think, at Tier 4 is be quite clever in, in some ways, we could pick most teams, even two, three games in advance. So we knew we had players still playing academy games. We knew we had players playing senior games. And I think sort of 70-odd percent of, of the teams were, were picked for us for sort of two, three games in advance to ensure that we were given opportunity. Um we were giving players appropriate rest and we were getting the balance right based on what we felt we were up against where I think this year, in all honesty, I'm I'm, I'm kind of going each game at a time and, and just going my gut a little bit and, and the best possible team to win that game we, we're kind of going with. On this occasion, you know, 
as our academy team would have found out yesterday, we've, we've not sort of got players playing across both like we have for the last few years. So, you know, there have been times when like Sophie Peskit, as an example, would be playing um, two games a week. You know, she was playing Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. Um, when now we've not got that. So we're almost got a fresh senior group every week where we, which you get, we're, we're kind of going with the best we think we've got available for that game that are playing well, that are training well. And that's what we're going with. Whereas I say before, we might have looked at, you know, the next week's strengths um, of, of our opposition. We felt that actually these players would be more suited to that. And therefore we're going to put some of these ones out on Sunday, etc. So yeah, um, that, that, that would be a difference. I also think another difference in, in managing is that I think last year we, we tried to encourage um, sort of a game model that we kind of believe in, that the players play in. And I think it was always sticking to that. I think what this season showed us is actually we're changing decisions a little bit. We're playing the game as we see it a little bit differently. So, you know, I think the Crawley was a great example of we wasn't able to get a second, third goal. And actually, you know, from sort of 70 minutes onwards, we kind of accepted that we may not score again, but we're most definitely not going to concede a goal. Gillingham was very similar, but we did manage to score sort of a second and a third, which came quite quick. And obviously Sunday against Cardiff, a different type of challenge, you know, uh, how can we try and get this winner? So, yeah, it's, it's. I think last year and the year before at Tier 4 was very much, this is how we play. Let's go and put them out there and let's try and play like that um, for as long as possible. And we will probably score two, three, four goals. It's sometimes even more. Where this year, we're having to sort of adapt a little bit and, and just ensure we win the game, ultimately. So, yeah, I think those are probably the changes so far that I've noticed. I want to quickly bring up, you know, we had that big turnaround of games, you know, last week. We had Sunday, Tuesday, Sunday. How What was that like as a, as a manager in the players? You know, as you said, you've got more fresh players and stuff, but it's still a quick turnaround for all of them having to quickly recover. How was that for the players? Of course, thankfully, we got the three wins, clean sheets all around as well. Defence are doing blinders again. But um, what was that like as a manager trying to balance all that? And, of course, the M25, Alari broke down. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... We kind of have a bit of a good idea now of players' capabilities. I think there were one or two we were unsure of. I think coming off the back of the Sunday game, um, just a very brief conversation with Bonnie. Um, you know, I've only known Bonnie sort of a couple of months, really, so I wasn't sure. Still sort of getting to know what, what she's about and stuff, so I wasn't sure, you know, if she would be able to play sort of two in three days. Um, we have we have a couple of players that have reoccurring sort of niggle bits, whether it's shins, whether it be calves. So we, we know how to manage them a little bit. But yeah, I think the players reported. I mean, we, we're kind of touching base really post-game, the day after the game, um, the evening of the day after the game. So just trying to ensure that, you know, what we felt we were going to play, players were okay. Um, and yeah, yeah, it, it seemed like, you know, players had recovered pretty well. So it was quite a tough game, the Crawley one. So I was not, I was pleasantly surprised that they'd, they'd reco- recovered that well um, and played really well. So, yeah, it was it was, it was obviously something we have to kind of keep on track of. And, and if players we feel were not quite ready or fresh, um, then, then obviously we have to make a change. And, you know, we, we sort of, Maria's, 
sort of had a bit of a lower back injury. So we made the decision that she would probably benefit from resting. I think also knowing their background, you know, Maria has had quite a, uh, an inconsistent couple of years with injuries. So I think that you know, we want to try and get a real good run of games in Maria. So while she had a little bit of a back niggle, we felt that it wasn't right to play her again because we knew we wanted to potentially use her again on the following Sunday because she'd done pretty good. Hence why we brought Summer in. Um, we were unsure of what Eloise was going to be able to do. So um, I think Kyra started um, and we were still trying to sort of balance utilising both Maddie and Tash. So we'd, we'd play two centre-forwards at Hounslow, um, but we didn't think we'd be able to play two against Crawley and two against Gillingham. So we made the decision to play one against Crawley, one against Gillingham. So yeah, just trying to get the balance right and, and knowing the players and knowing how, that, how well they recover and... Um, yeah, really pleased, as you say, to get three wins in a row. Yeah. And Kay, you, you were mentioning, you know, pre, up after the recording, um, full recording, sorry, about let's talk about the signing. So do you want to segue into that? Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Bonnie there, um, Sarah, obviously, as well, and Liv. How are they fitting into the squad? Obviously, Bonnie's had to step, step up quite quickly to that captaincy with Blue injured. Yeah, settled in really well. I think they're, they're three, um, you know, really good people. So I've known I've known Liv for a while, um, but certainly not Sarah and, and Bonnie and yeah, just you know, really good, great people fitting really well, um, easy going, you know, it appears they really enjoy being with us. I think I think they've, they've probably both had a couple of really difficult years. Um or, and certainly Bonnie, I think back to maybe at Yeovil and London Bees had, had kind of they've not had the, the most successful of seasons, so Maybe is, is there's sort of something there where you know, managed to win three games in a row, four games in a row is something that they've not been able to experience for a while. So that would help as well, I would imagine. But yeah, great, great people, um, great players. I think, you know, we're all starting to see now the quality that, that they bring. And that's exactly what we needed, really. And, and we remember a, a chat we had probably post Southampton where we felt that we needed we needed reinforcements we needed a bit of maturity in our play um and yeah they've, they've been able to bring that in in abundance so yeah great players um I think you know Sarah we know has got great quality you know she's she's been great I think Bonnie every session is wowing the players um we're starting to really see how good Bonnie is um and Liv's really reliable, you know. She's um, obviously trying to balance a career in the police force as well, but, you know, it's, it's coming in and stepped in and, and sort of given us real solidity in our back line. And, um, yeah, long might continue with the three of them. And, um, Katie, well, you mentioned Blue. We'll, we'll mm. sort of segue into our injury and your thoughts on that. Thankfully, it's not as serious as we first thought, but let's bring up the two goals that have been definitely goal of the month contenders, maybe goal of the season. I want your thoughts on this, Joe. I remember you coming over to me with a Lucio O'Brien goal. Then Blue Wilson does the same, does an absolute belt of a goal. Which one's better, or can you not decide? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think um, I'm probably going to go with Blues. Mm. Um and this is no disrespect to Blue, but I'd expect that from Lucy O'Brien. Um, you know, she's, <laughs> she's an unbelievable player. Um, you know, I've, I've seen her do some crazy things in both training and games. So we know she's capable of real, real special stuff. 
Um, Blue's a different type of player. So for Blue to kind of you know, wriggle away out of two players, ride a challenge and take two more on before putting it in the top corner. And probably what probably edges it for Blue as well is, I think, you know, we'd won the game against Hounslow by that point. Yeah. Where obviously, you know, the moment in the game against Crawley, nil-nil when it finished, one-nil. Um, which is why I'd probably go with Blues. But um, yeah, equally, both of them, you know, outstanding goals. But, uh, you know, Lucy's absolute fabulous player and she's that sort of player you know she's capable of scoring unbelievable goals and Blue's a bit of a different type of player so for Blue to to kind of show that and deliver that was 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 outstanding and he slide as well to finish off <laughs> which I was not expecting yeah. that from her although yeah. she celebrated the wrong way <laughs> she's probably glad it had a bit of drizzle because I'd hate to have seen how that would have gone had that been dry oh. Yeah, that would not be good. Um, but Katie, should we bring up, of course, the blue injury? Yeah, um, we say, all were fearing the worst, yeah. After all those, you know, suddenly that big high of, of that incredible goal and then obviously the low of what happened next. I mean, when you see a player, you know, your new captain, she's only, you know, been in that role a few games and you see an injury like that happen, what are your first thoughts? How are you, how are you feeling stood there sort of watching it? It's a tough one, actually, because... I, I... I don't actually remember seeing it. I think we all thought it might have been a penalty. Um, and we should have probably just scored. I think Sophie nicked it down the right and across it. And I, I, I couldn't believe we hadn't scored. And obviously the emotion of the game. And we see Blue go down. I didn't really dawned on me at first how maybe serious it could have been. Um, so obviously Lauren went on and we, we got the players over. Um, and we were still sort of talking about the game. It wasn't until she come off, uh, we probably sort of had a, a brief conversation with Lauren that we realised this this might be pretty serious. So, yeah, stretched off and taken to hospital, and obviously we had to see out the game. We had to try and focus on the game for that moment. Um, we were able to see the see the game out, which was great. And then yeah, I gave I gave her a call. Um, on the way back and touched base, and she she'd been seen by the nurse and. Um, I think her first words were about Tuesday, get me in. Oh. <laughs> um, typical Bloom, really, trying to sort of think about getting back already. Um, and yeah, you know, we, 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 were, we were hopeful at that point that off the back of kind of what the nurse had said, that there seemed to be some good range of movement around her knee. Uh, our ACL and MCL felt okay. Um, and that it, it could be potentially kind of a, a meniscus injury, um, which, which could be around six-ish weeks so that's kind of what we think is the case at the moment I say she's being monitored daily so yeah we're, we're hopeful that it is that um and yeah you know hopefully blue can blue can be back in I think in I would probably say five weeks four weeks maybe from now she, she would probably tell me 10 days two weeks <laughs> Um, so yeah, who, who knows? Minimum minimum of two weeks, and hopefully no more than five. That's good. And I want to pretty talk about you know Laffy. He's been playing left back. You know what you think? For, you know she's a fantastic player at midfield. That is her position, but she's really adapted well at left back. What's your thoughts on that? And you know Summers played there as well. But um, you know it, what's Laffy's feelings on playing there, and your feelings as well? Yeah, Laffy's um, Laffy's great. Yeah. Um, she's um. She's very versatile. She's she's obviously left-footed and 
we, we do have quite a few of those, and I think it's important to try and have those give you a bit of balance in, in your team. Um, and yeah, it, it started really off the back of Viva being sort of injured for the first game, or, or she was unwell. Um, and, and Laffy has played there before, and you know she adapts really well. You know she she wants to be a midfield player, but she will play anywhere, um, and she will play very well anywhere. So yeah, she kind of gives us that. I think what we what we do pick up about opposition and our limited knowledge of them is that what we've started to notice is that there's a lot more pace in in opposition that we're playing against. Um, and each team tends to have three or four what we might think are problem players that, that could, if given the opportunity, just cause a bit of damage. Um, I think Crawley have probably got one in Nikita Winnett and Naomi Cole plays in, in the middle of midfield. Um, I think that Chichester will have, will have a couple on Sunday, a couple of lively players in advanced areas. And I think we're just in a position where and we've been honest with, with, with the group and, and the staff is that you know, the, the physicality in the league and, and the fitness of players is stronger than last year. And sometimes, you know, we have to go with players we think that can can meet the demand physically. Um, and it, obviously the ones that are missing out, it, it's our job to try and ensure that we can help them get to that. Because obviously when you're not playing, it's sometimes difficult to try and get it. But... Yeah, we're just in a position at the moment where, you know, say Eva was unwell when Laffy had stepped in. Um, and, and yeah, Summer equally, you know, is, is probably profiles as our, as probably our, our physically our, our best player across the whole football club from a physical perspective and also has great technical ability. So, yeah, it, we're just in a position at the moment where, you know, we're having, we, we, we need to ensure that we aren't, losing jewels, what we call them in, in key areas. So we want to try and win jewels in, in attacking areas and we want to try and dominate them defensively. So if you look at, you know, the likes of Bonnie, Blue, and Kyra, uh, Kyra sorry, um, Eloise, Abby Lafayette are playing central areas, you know, they have to be jewel winners. You know, we, we want to ensure that we aren't getting out muscled in there. Um, Defensively, we want to ensure that you know we've had a couple of teams that have played a front two against us, and therefore our, our centre backs need to be able to defend one v one because they might be exposed in that. Same for full backs that need to be able to defend one v one. So, yeah, at the moment, you know, we, we want to ensure that we've got players that can that can win their duels ultimately, and we feel that every player at our football club is capable of being a duel winner. But sometimes, if you're if you're if you're missing a week because you're unwell or you've got niggles, then we, we we need to ensure that we we put players in that can can give us what we need in those areas. And yeah, Abby Lafayette does that wherever she's needed across the football pitch, um, and likewise Summer. And you mentioned there briefly, obviously, Chichester this Sunday, a few sort of um, teams that may be slightly uh, still a bit of an unknown coming up for you the next few weeks, obviously, Bees in the Cup and then Keensham. How are you feeling sort of looking forward to those sort of uh, those sort of few games? Obviously, Bees, you took a, a few of their players last season, so that'd be an interesting return. Yeah, I've not thought about um, London Bees and Keensham too much, if I'm honest. Um, 
yeah, obviously the game yesterday with with the academy team, which which was our focus, and then obviously now it shifts to Sunday with Chichester. So, yeah, it's just all about Chichester at the moment. And once Chichester's done Sunday evening, it'll all be about whoever's next. So, yeah, looking forward to playing Chichester. I think um, you know they'll be better than they probably were when we played them in the cup a couple of years ago. Um, I think every, everybody is, is improving year on year. I think, you know, players are probably dropping out of the top two divisions and naturally it's filtering down and everybody else is improving along the way. And as I said, each team will have at least three or four players that, that can cause a problem. So you have to ensure that you can nullify that. And, and yeah, Chichester will be no different. Um, you know, they're well established. They, they have some really positive results. So they're a team that we have to take very, very seriously. And uh a game we were desperate to try and win. I want to quickly just get your thoughts on, you know, the pro deals, you know, all the pro deals that players sign, you know, Peskip, Page, like all, all the ones that have been given it. I'm sure you must be proud to say you've been able to give them pro deals. What is that feeling as a manager? And, you know, a lot of them have deserved it because they have performances and it's for them now to step up in tier three and, you know, prove they deserve those pro deals. But it must, must be a proud, proud, proud moment when you gave them phone calls to all the players. Yeah, it's great. I think... Um, you know, some of these players have, have committed a hell of a lot over many years to try and achieve something long-term in the game. I'm fortunate I've been able to be part of many of their journeys so far through their RTC experience into our academy and then into our senior team. So I have a great understanding of them, their family and what they want to achieve. And so I've been very fortunate being able to be part of that journey with them. So to help them make another step is obviously something I'm, I'm very proud of. I'm, I'm very proud that the club are, are going with us on this journey. Um, I think when you start something and you have high aspirations, um, you, you never know how quickly or how much you can sort of achieve really. So I'm, I'm pleased that, you know, we've grown so much over sort of five years and this is another benchmark. I think that it, it's something that really helps players, certainly um, from a financial perspective, even if it's just being able to afford to get in and, you know, eat well after a game or before a game or, you know, a, a gym membership close to home, whatever, really. I think that I'm pleased that we're able to help in some capacity contribute to them because they commit so much. So, yeah, it's the first step. Um it gives them another opportunity to commit a bit more. Um, and yeah, now it's up to us to keep trying to help them improve a little bit more because, you know, we're not finished yet. We want to only sort of however far into what we want to achieve. So yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's a first sort of couple of steps, but you know, we, we're not satisfied just yet. We want to, we want to keep growing, want to keep improving and see how far we can really take it. And that's the key word in it, Katie, about growing. Um, you know, since when you first came in back in 2018, you know, also let's talk about the the fans. You know, we've got a fantastic fan base now, supporters coming to our games, going to going to Gillingham on a Tuesday night all the way there, <laughs> you know, and then I'm sure they'll be going to Chichester. Like, how big is that as a manager to have that these, you know, fans going across the country and I'm sure they'll they'll go in their, their tens to the fifties, you know, to Chichester this Sunday. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Um you know, I think when I took over that, I, I kind of had in mind that I knew what we were doing with our academy and I knew we would recruit really well over many years and I knew that they could filter into the first team and 
I knew that I wanted to manage in the, in the top two divisions. So I think I always had it in the back of my mind that I'd love to see this group grow and, and potentially sort of take the reins of the senior team at some point, hopefully in, in the championship or the top division, um, and, and ended up taking it a couple of years, maybe earlier than I would have liked. Um, but, you know, it was great. I think I remember the first game, Brantham, I think, in front of, I think it was about 30-odd people. Um, so to see it grow from sort of 30 through to, what, almost 800 and kind of looking at now we're at about 300 is great. It, it really is. And, um, you know, we want it to keep growing. I think that that's the key. You know, we want to now start hitting 350, 400 people that come to watch us every week. But we know that the product has to improve and it has to be more consistent because, you know, we, we talk a lot about we want people to talk about us over their dinner after the game. We want them to look forward to coming back. We want to excite. We want to entertain. We want there to be a real connection because you know, I've had the same group for a long time and lots of the supporters will know the group. And, you know, we want to we want to inspire and we want to players, we want supporters, we want families, we want them to keep coming to watch us because we know that the more people that can come and watch us, um, the more support is vital to us to, to, to keep growing. The players love playing in front of people and it adds that bit of spice and we want to be a club that is leading the way attendances, which we have done so far and you know we want that to keep growing as well because now, the more support we get, you know, the, the players they, the players thrive off it. And, and in all honesty, it, it really helps us commercially as well. You know, financially, it's massive to us. And I think that you know, we want to we want to be an asset to the football club. We want we want good support um, because we want to achieve so much in the game long term. So, yeah, it, hopefully it will it will continue, and hopefully that our fan base will continue to keep growing with us and. Um, yeah, it would be great if we could start getting sort of four, five, six hundred at the Gold Star for our home games. It would be magnificent. Well, that's the challenge there then for, for fans listening. Um, that is where Joe wants the crowd uh, sizes to go. Um, I spoke to you just after the promotion uh, news had come out. And, um, you know, if I'd said to you then that at this point in the season, you'd be unbeaten, having not conceded a goal, um you know, and second in the table only on goal difference. I mean, what would you have thought? Um, it wouldn't have surprised me. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very pleased, yeah. I know that it's not been easy. Um, and I think the margin for error is so small in this division. Um, we knew we knew we would have a strong group. Obviously, we recruited two or three that we knew we needed to recruit. So I think, you know, we knew we needed to start the season well, and we were able to do that. Um, so yeah, you know, back then I'd, I'd have been very very pleased with the start. But you know, this group are capable of so much. Um, probably not their biggest fan this week because we want so much more from them. We really do, and. You know, what we can achieve is so exciting, but we cannot afford to let it slip, take our foot off the gas, because as soon as, you know, as soon as we do that, we get a bit complacent, it, it'll bite us. And um, I think we got nearly got caught out last Sunday and um, not willing to, to take that risk again. So, yeah, we were disappointed and um, 
yeah, so I'm not their biggest fan this week because we want more and we, we want to we want them to do more and we want to do more and um, we want to try and play better because we want to try and win even more football matches. So, yeah, if you'd have asked me to say back then about the first four and no goals, obviously I'd be I'd be really pleased. But again, I wouldn't be surprised because I know the group are capable of. I know their level. I, I know their level is can be really really high. I see some bits at, at times in training that really does wow me. Um, I see individual moments in games and training that really wows me and I'm still trying really hard to piece that together um, and, it, and it to be even better and, and more consistent and it, and it be showcased in games more often. So, yeah, we're not satisfied because we want, let's say, we want, we want, to, we want to do better, we want to do more because um, we want to win more games and um, we want to try and get as high as we can. And Katie, um you you showed me a pitch that Joe took of you. Let's bring my my normal you, feature. You, not me. Um, yeah. 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 Of course. So me, obviously, yeah. one of our favourite features is to ask Ross about the food that he's been eating at away grounds. And I got uh, I got a picture from you, Joe, at the weekend of him at the Gold Star with a huge burger in his hand, happily munching away. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, are, are there particular places that you enjoy? Uh, you've enjoyed so far stopping off the season, or you know, is it all in the enjoyment of watching Ross here? You know, munch down a, a cheeseburger. Uh, do you know what? This is bad, but I, I, I don't really eat as much as I should. Particularly uh, game days, I kind mm. of um, turn up and get things sorted and. Yeah, don't don't tend to eat from breakfast until dinner, and I do miss out, and that's not great because I should, should try and snack or eat something in and around or before the game. But um, yeah, there's no real. Um, I can't think of any really. Man City, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I did actually. I'm guilty of um, eating a lot of macaroons at the first team game on Saturday. And I, okay, that wasn't what I was expecting you to say at all. But no, uh, <laughs> yeah, pink ones, green ones. I've had them before, but not in this portion. Um, I, I, yeah, I was enjoying them on Saturday's men's first team game, um, and plenty of cheese and biscuits, and yeah, which is unusual. But I, I, I was peckish and yeah, polished those off. And you look very, very smart in that suit. You should, I think you should wear that more often. You look a dapper look. I like that. I like it, but it's a bit different, you know. I think it's. I think the training kit when you're in in the zone in the dugout and then with a suit is where you you do get the deals done. Yeah, it, it felt <laughs> odd. I'm not, I can't remember last time I put a suit on. I had to ask parents to uh, rush my suit to my house um, late notice for Saturday. So yeah, it felt very strange wearing it, but. Um, no, it was great, and um, obviously Natasha got presented with her trophy, and it was great to spend some time with with, with Mark Ashton and uh, Luke and, and the chairman. And you now we've got a really exciting future, I think, as a football club, which is which is great. That's good. Enough. I want to quickly just mention about you know your parents, and then also another parent, Leonie Jackson's mum. Big shout out to Emma. She listened to the pod, and she mentioned that she's going to get me sponsored by um, Sweet Peas. It's a Jamaican restaurant she's apparently she's gonna bring me some jamaican food so big shout out to emma hopefully that will get sorted and i'll be eating some better food instead of um you know sausage baps and stuff so fingers crossed now I'll, I'll give you an update for anybody wondering as well uh, about that picture if you head over to youtube you should be able to see it now 
Yeah, it's, a sausage wrap. it's actually nice. Like Joe, I'm sure it's nice to be back at the Gold Star as well. We had such a long time not being there because both of the games were away when we did play during the COVID situation. But how good is it being back at COVID? Um, back at COVID, back at Gold Star. <laughs> yeah, it, it's great. I think, um, you know, certainly. I think you just touched on it earlier. My parents love the fact that you know we're playing Felix though, and it's. I think it's great for not just mine, but all parents and families and friends of players and staff and whatnot it's, it's, it's kind of kind of nice day out really when especially in the summertime when you can come watch a game you can go down to, to Felix though and you know there's lots to do and it's something a little bit different so I think it's great that Felix have been great for us um, you know it's, it's good that they're able to provide us with what we need and you know obviously the, the attendances help them as well um, and yeah, you know, it, it's, it's, it's great sort of collaboration and, you know, long, long mat continue and yeah, it's great to see, see fans back. Cause I know that, you know, it's a lot of people have missed it for, for quite a while and, and we've missed going there. We've missed playing there and, uh, yeah, hopefully now we can, we can have some continuity in our season, our campaign, and we can keep playing really well and you know, keep entertaining as, as much as we can. And obviously, uh, you know, Gold Star is the home of the Tractor Girls. But would you like to see a game at Portman Road if, if you could this season? Obviously, yeah, I would love to. I think um, the challenges we have at the moment is um, the pitch is, is is not a Deso pitch, which for those that don't know, a Deso pitch is um, a kind of a modern surface that a lot of the Premier League, well, all of the Premier League clubs, I think, will have. Um, among other clubs, I don't think we have a Deso pitch at Portman Road yet, which means its ability to host um, more than its allocated games um, and its ability to recover as a pitch is obviously I'm not sure, sure the exact um, details of it, but I know it, it's it's just not fit for it. So I know it'd be easy to say, but oh, only one. But then obviously, you know, the 18s will have youth cup games and the 23s might have a game and it's only one and it's one and one becomes 10, 12 and, and Ben's probably pulling his hair out. So the club would definitely be receptive to it. I think if it was a Deso pitch, certainly. Um, you know, MK Dons play at Stadium MK because it's a Deso pitch. Um, so, yeah. I think uh, obviously we would love to. I think the club would definitely be open to us playing there. But I think, as Mark Ashton said um, in one of his fans' forums at the start of the season, that until the pitch is a Deso pitch, it's just not something that we could probably do just yet. However, I would like to think that if we are very close or in the running um, come Southampton at home on the last day of the season, um, that, that could be a really, really big game. Um, who knows? But not at the moment. Not at the moment. <laughs> no, fantastic. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning, Joe. Uh, it's so great to sort of get your insights on how the season's been going so far, and 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 best of luck for for Sunday and for indeed the next upcoming games. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Cheers, Gaffer. Have a good one. And that was uh, Ipswich Town Women's Manager Joe Sheehan uh, talking about how his team had been doing the season. Um, it was a great interview, Ross. Was, he he had lots to say. Yeah, he's, he's a fantastic talker, isn't he? He's he's a he's mm. a pro, and uh, he loves macaroons. That's what we found out. So yeah, there we that's go. our biggest learning point today. Uh, 
Joe Sheen loves macaroons and he wants you to be talking about Ipswich Town over the dinner table. Um, yeah, no, fantastic uh, to chat with Joe. Um, he's got big big plans for the fans, you know, uh, wanting to see those numbers keep going. I mean, I, I accidentally started a, a bit of a, a, a fan attendance war on Twitter the other day with some Wolves fans uh, because Town obviously are the top in their uh, respective part of the uh, uh, third tier, the Southern Division, but Wolves have got more a higher attendance in their Northern tier. So, um, you know, take up Joe's challenge, bring your friends along uh, for the next home game in a few weeks' time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's it for us today. Uh, if you want to follow us on the social medias, uh, I am at Katie Sandals, Katie with a Y, Sandals with two L's, as I spend most of my life telling people. And Ross, you are at... Ross Me in the UK and, of course, Kings of Anglia on all Absolutely. the platforms where you want to find us. We are a proud part of the KOA family. Um, yeah, we'll be back after uh, the next game. Like we say, it's away Sunday at Chichester and Selsey. Uh, if you're heading to the game, have a great one. See if you can spot Ross uh, eating something at the away ground. Ross, I, I don't know what Chichester will have to offer you, but, you know, hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's a decent snack this time. Yeah, I wasn't there for the 6-0 win in the FA Cup. Or was it 6-1? I don't know. What it, we, we, we beat him in the FA Cup. I've got the res result. But um, hopefully there'll be some food on offer. Um, if not, Service Station will have to do, I think, again. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. And we'll be back with you soon. True crime to football, Brexit to football. more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.